This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hello hikers, Bird Shooter here, and tonight we have episode 42 for you on the N2 Backpacking Podcast. It's recorded at our campsite on the South Carolina side of the Chattooga River, and in the show tonight we discuss a recent article that ran in the May 2017 edition of Outside Magazine. The article lists the 40 most significant tools and toys ever designed, and these are the editor's all-time favorites. They say, and I quote, these items stood out for their sheer inventiveness and impact. We didn't have the time to cover all 40 items, but we did review some that caught our eye and were somewhat related to hiking and backpacking. You will uh, hear the Chattooga River running in the background, the fire cracking in the foreground. So join us for the conversation and let us know what the outside editors in our panel of four missed by dropping us a comment via Facebook, Twitter, or into backpacking.com. While you're there, you can support the show. Ten bucks gets you ten downloads for your off-the-grid hiking or backpacking. Now, here's episode 42. All right, this is Bird Shooter. We're sitting at the Chattooga River tonight on the South Carolina side. And I'm with uh, some veterans of the podcast, Therm Rider, Beer Run, and Pokey Bow. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Glad having us. Glad to be here. Is this fire too hot? It's hot. We're, at, oh, we're sitting fireside. It's degrees, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Early April, too. Last time we were here, it was kind of chilly in March. The topic tonight is the 40 most significant uh, outdoor gear products that have hit the market. And this is uh, from Outside Magazine in May 2017. So we are current. Let me bring up the first. One of my personal favorites. The Swiss Army knife. Oh, well, yeah. Must have. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> you, brilliant. But, wait, you were saying earlier you have one in your pocket there. I do. I have the scaled down miniature version. Okay. I have the larger version. I in take my it pocket. with me everywhere I go, every day, unless I get on an airplane, and then they kind of get yeah, a little I, nasty. I used to keep my kids occupied. I tell them that I want a given blade to come out of the Swiss Army knife. They're not sure which one it is. And so they keep pulling things out well, until I say yes or no. Well, the fact that three, I mean, I'm, what about you, Bird Shooter? Do you own one? I do. I okay. actually brought it on a trip the t- fa- today. The fact that all four of us actually own one and yeah. actually all four of us brought one on uh-huh. the trip today. I brought two. That says that says all that needs to be said. I think we have we have six Swiss Army knives on this camping trip. My daughter has one. My son has one. I have one. What's yeah, your uh, What's your favorite tool on the uh, Swiss Army knife? In Pokebo, you got to talk louder because you're a little further away from the mic. That's okay. I'm over here enjoying the fire. Uh, you know what? I, I like the regular blade on it. it. It's it's a it's a utilitarian blade. It won't poke the crap out of anything. It's sharp enough to do the basic job. You're not going to stab anybody when you use it. It just does the job. If, if 
if if there was one piece I would miss out of my Swiss Army knife, it'd be the regular kind of oval shaped little blade. Uh, for me, this is Thermrider. Um, as a pocket knife goes, I'm multiple, but the deal is, I don't know how they figured it out, but it seems like it's the perfect size oh, yeah. to fit in your pocket to where it's comfortable. You know, it's got, it kind of has, you know, three or four different things on, I mean, depending on which model you have, but tip, the, the, the typical mm. Swiss Army knife has like two or three options on each side and then that's it and very basic it doesn't get too large doesn't get too bulky doesn't get too heavy whereas you know it seems like everybody's kind of trying to outdo themselves and they like put these miniature saws that are real heavy and it's like i don't need all that all i need is a pocket knife something that will cut nylon and you know, do fingers the, the simple jobs. If I need a big, no, if I, no, no, except nylon rope is oh, what I'm saying. Oh, oh rope. nylon yeah, rope. Yeah. Sure. No, but my point is, if if I need something big, I'll go and grab a big knife. Yeah. I need the pocket knife to do exactly what it needs to do, which is small jobs. Utility. And, utility, and I don't need it to be too big or too heavy, and it just. You know, I need to slide in my pocket and forget that it's even there. Bira, you got one in your pocket. I you were singing the pocket. praises. I like the scissors. I use the scissors a lot. The scissors. The scissors. What's the go-to the go-to tactic? I mean, you cut some fishing line, or you know, a loose thread, or you know, stray nose hair, whatever. <laughs> stray <laughs> nose hair. I like it. Pokeball. Christmas decorations. Now, this, uh, sorry. My, my first earliest memory of a Swiss Army knife was at school when one of the kids snuck in a Swiss Army knife and he pulled out the scissors. That was the coolest thing. I mean, I played with those things, must have been five or ten minutes, trying to figure out how the thing worked because it wasn't like any other pair of scissors you've ever seen. Oh, and I've had the imitations. Squeeze the scissors once, they're crooked, it's over. People invite you to Swiss Army them. knife, they <laughs> last for years. Wow. So... Does the Swiss Army knife deserve to be on the list of the top yeah, 40? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's probably the, one of the first things you grab. I would, I would actually agree. That and my, my shell, my rain shell. I, I think the fact that we have six of them on this trip tonight mm-hmm. is a testimonial. I would put it between beer and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you, actually. All and right, vanilla, so vanilla ice cream. I'm not going to say where in between, but yeah. somewhere in between. There you go. It can be used for both. <laughs> That's yes, true. Yeah. Open the beer and yes, open the hot could. dogs. And... All right, number two on the list. Well, I shouldn't say. I'm just going to jump around here, so it's I'm not going in any particular order. But the Whisper Light stove. Like have you uh, owned a Whisper Light? I have. I have used uh, Whisper Light stoves that other people had. Um, because it came out, what, late 80s? Early 90s? Yeah, I hiked uh, on the trail with one in 94. So they've been around it, for it a while. It was around a little bit then because it, uh, it does the white gas. Yes. Um, which is 25,000 BTUs, which that's some hot stuff. Um, you know, I've watched, uh, who was it? One of our guys on our trips use it to light a campfire by putting it under the logs and lighting it. And it, it you know, most other stoves you can't do that with. That would be the camel. That's a go-to tactic for him. Campbell saved the day on uh, Newton Bald. Yes, with with the whisper light. 
So is, is that the MSR that he has? Yes, it's MSR. I own that one too. So I mean, is anyone carrying one tonight though? That that would be the true test. I've got one tonight. Yeah. You brought it with you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Then so why here's you light the fire with it. Because uh, it didn't I'm need lazy. to. <laughs> he didn't need to. That's true. You had a true well, bushmaster. We had really dry wood. You had we a were... true bushmaster here to light the fire with. Yeah, that's true. Really we did. Here, here's what I would say about the whisper light though. Um, I think back in the day, it was critical. Yeah, it was. Because it, it was the go-to stove. Because, because it, it I think super, what it you're trying to get at, one, uh, Mr. Bird Shooter, is its versatility. Yeah. That's it. I, I think the big thing about the Whisper Light is that it's uh, it's bulletproof. Yeah. You can yeah. you can make it work under any condition. Because before that, you had like the Coleman Peak One, and only a, and those are heavy, heavy stoves. Yeah, well, so that's a great point. I started the Appalachian Trail with the Coleman Peak. I have, and, one, I have one. I almost brought it on this trip. And it conked out. And I went and bought a whisper light. And everybody I hiked with in the day had a whisper light. But people don't really use the whisper light today like they used to. No. Well, there's there's some, I mean, it's been 30 plus years. I mean, technology's moved on. And it's I still tried and true. Yeah, but it does. I, it still works. It was a game changer in the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a, I, I think it's worth noting as a, an ancestral point or a stepping stone. I don't, I don't know if it was a. I don't, know. I don't know. It's not not there with Swiss Army knife. How about that? Well, the deal is you got so many different variations of it now, and they're very inexpensive. You can get them at Walmart, and the fact that you know you can get the little butane cartridges to hit it, and Everywhere. so they, I mean, it, it's lighter than your watch now. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy that uh, you can get that kind of versatility at it. I mean, you you can spend up to what I guess a hundred dollars on one now. But really, I would think the average cost is probably between twenty and thirty for a ultra light stove that never fails. Well, and then there—I mean, there's a lot to be said about that. You don't have to fill it with the heavy liquids. You don't have to pump it. You don't have to check it. I mean, it, it's just so simple, and it really does take a lot of the effort out of it. So I'm a pocket rocket guy today. Right. It, did anybody else use a pocket rocket today? I do. I moved to alcohol stoves mostly. <coughs> yeah, but 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 when the Whisper Light first came out, I think the reason that it was so significant was uh, you went from a stove that uh, was heavy. Huge, my peak one. Yeah. The peak one. You had to. Um, it was two pounds empty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it was also if it if it quit working, you were done. There was no fixing it. Right? My peak one still works, and it's over 30 years old i so. still got one yeah the pump action is awesome yeah i had to, had to change out the seal on the pump and that was it I would, I would put the i would put the coleman stove well above the whisper light in, as far as prominence in my opinion so you do you believe that the uh, whisper light de- deserves a place in the top 40 of gear i'm hearing a note i i think the coleman stove beats it Really? I think that classic pump, you can maintain it freaking below freezing temperatures, as I've done many times, and deserts, done that. And, it, and the same design works for 20 different stove types of all different sizes and multiple burners. I think that the Whisper Light is just one of those little stair steps. I don't, I don't think See, it, I, I 100% disagree because my favorite stove is a Snow Peak. And it's the little tiny Whisper Light that, if you get the right fuel, will. Uh, operate at you know 
temperatures that you're talking about with, with no problems. No problems at all. So my personal opinion... And, and, and it slips in my front pocket. Yeah. <laughs> my personal opinion is the Whisper Light was a game changer for its time. Yeah. But, but the, uh, today, I, I think it, yeah. uh, it's, 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 been, pa- it's been passed by. Yeah. yeah, it's functional. It works. I just think it was a. I just think it was a step between large and cumbersome and small. And it was just a nice, nice mid level. That's what. But you had to connect that whole little pumpy thing, and there's always that smell of white gas everywhere. And, uh, I don't All right, know. let's not get. Well, personal. it's kind of like the first cell phone. <laughs> everybody loved it, and the thing was like. It was a bag. Well, yeah. You know, it was, it was that big gray thing in the 80s that you put a, 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 you know, next to your head. You thought yeah. you were going to get cancer because it was like a brick. <laughs> you put next to your head. <laughs> it's five miles. You know, in the 80s, I just... Versus what, what you had yeah. today. But, I mean, we wouldn't be here with our uh, Mac Daddy phones without it. So. Yeah, I, I skipped over... I went from peak one to, to alcohol stoves. I, I skipped over Whisperlight. I wanted one, don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't have to have it. I that. There, there was a time where I promise you the Whisper Light was the most used. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, what, early 90s, mid 90s? Yes. It was probably the predominant stove until the pocket rocket styles came out. Well, I remember I, uh, I hiked all of Georgia on the AT and all of uh, the Carolinas with that heavy, heavy stove when I was younger. I mean, and, I mean that, that took up the weight of my, of my backpack. That, that was the most mm-hmm. weight I carried other than the water. That I had in my backpack. That was it. It was Back definitely there. a game changer for the time. For yeah. the time. Otherwise, you had to make campfire every night. That's that's the thing. Agreed. All right, so here's another big one, and I and I, I have to believe that they are present here today. The Camelback, or at least some sort of Camelback, hydration water system. Yeah, I used a uh, bunch of uh, Mountain Dew and Gatorade bottles coming today. Just old ones to rip the labels off, rinse them out. My kids use Camelbacks though, and it's a good way for me to keep track of how much fluid they're drinking, and they, they tend to sip more. Um, I've had too many of those stupid things leak on me in trips, and I've, I've gone away from them. Yeah. I love hey, I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, Thermorider here. <laughs> uh, Call yourself. Will not use Camelback. At all because leakage, leakage, uh, drippage, uh, drippage, uh, puncturage again, uh, too personal. And like <laughs> I've, I've done five weeks in the Grand Canyon and I've used Camelback, MSR, and Platypus, and every daggum one of them, yeah, leaks flat out dribbled, lost liters of fluid, kind of leaking. All right, I have the uh, Osprey and I love it. So you I do mean, it. You have I've the, you never, have the hydration. I've yet to find a pack that has a convenient water bottle pocket that you can easily take in and out as you're walking. Oh, the, the trail. Gregory has a really good one. Well, That's what I, on both sides, it has like. Wait, the are we talking hydration angle. system? Or are we talking just whip Oh, I'm just saying out, the like, pain. With a holder. The pain of reaching for a water bottle in the pack, getting it out of the web pocket, putting it back, uh, you know, as opposed to the convenience of just picking up the hose. Taking a yeah, drink of water. That's true. Try, try the Ger- Gregory. The magnetic it, clip, all, put it, it back. It's like you're in the Wild West and you're like, I got my water. <laughs> I'm the first one to draw water. And you can put it right back just as easy. Oh, well, yeah. And then it also has the little, uh, the little, uh, uh, what it, what's it called? The uh, nylon stretchy deal that keeps it from Have you ever been surprised, out. though, and you're like, oh, so thirsty, and you go that, and the water runs out, and you didn't know that you were already out. 
Never had that. Never had, you ever had that trouble later. with a camel or any other tube hydration system? No. Well, except for one time I was on uh, a backpacking trip with somebody who didn't take enough water and ended up having a shear all night. Well, there was this one. <laughs> Wait, was this one. Who, who would you be referring to? <laughs> I think I remember giving you some water recently. I, actually, this one time in band camp. <laughs> you know, whatever happened to the canteen on the web belt? That oh. was the way to get water. Oh, that's old school. You know my my beef with the hydration system. Was it system. ever not effective? No, I still have it. Uh, my kids, I, I started them out on that Shut before up. I got them a Camelback. I gotta, gotta be honest. My beef with the hydration system was when you get the tip in the dirt because you're always uh, dragging your pack around, yeah. and then you take a drink off the. Uh, yeah, they the, come with magnetic clips. And I know, but man, I always end up taking a shot of dirt. Or you lay your pack down, which lays on the valve, yes. and the water dribbles everywhere. Yes. Or the freaking lid leaks. I mean, I mean, wet packs I've had because some piece of it leaked. Yeah. I mean, MSR is supposed to be the dromedary, the bulletproof, bombproof bullcrap. But we were just talking Osprey. about this. I have the latest a Osprey's Swiss made. A wide opening uh, uh, canister closed. that I drink it's with. Got a dis- it's got a detachable but hose. The valve doesn't leak? No. Well, that I've owned for over 20 years. And, not, and I've never replaced the seal on it. 20 years. It's bulletproof. So I think Camelback is is one of the or or the hydration system with a tube yeah. definitely deserves a spot somewhere in there. Camelback I have no personal experience with, but the hydration system with the tube absolutely thumbs up. I have yeah. a problem with anything that's plastic; it's going to fail eventually. And I don't want to be on a trip, especially a long trip, yeah. when it fails. Uh-huh. Give me something tried and true where. All it is is an O-ring that you have to worry about uh-huh. that keeps oh, the seal on it. Oh, O-O-O-O-ring. That, that, that's all you have to worry about because I'm Am I the I'm only one seeing the irony in Thurm Rider complaining about plastic failing? Or O-rings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm going to give you my O-face. O. Oh, oh. I bet Camelback doesn't want you to add an outdoor Dude, your dog's giving me the O-face right now. <laughs> He was giving okay. Next. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I, I got to say though, honestly, my my beef about the Camelback, two things, and I have. Wait, let, let's first of all, who's got a Camelback or some hydration system today? I well, I didn't at bring home. it on this trip because I forgot trip. it. But no, I, don't, I have one at home that I do not use. It came with it. And, I used it once and said yes. Came with it. Ne- never. It's one of those. Yeah, it happened one time. I don't want to really want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> this you is know, the first but, trip but in a long time. It, 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 it was I've one of those gone. experimental phases in my life to where yeah, I don't even want to. But talk I, about I use them with my kids and it works. So. I've I've got one yeah. on this trip. My son has one, and it's worked fine. I would if I hadn't forgotten it. Um, my biggest beef. One of the other beefs I have is I always forget when I'm packing my pack. To load the water in the hydration system, and then your pack's full and you can't stuff it down there, right? What? It wasn't on your list. Well, that's how all mine are. <laughs> well, Everything. Are on you your busting list. on my list? <laughs> Isn't your list in order? Um, I mean, I like fill that. hydration. It's <laughs> <laughs> not on the list. I like my list. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. It's like the whole yeah. thing. It's like real. Santa Claus's <laughs> list. Apparently, it's not in order. <laughs> Wake up this morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> 
pull out the pack uh, from the closet. Pull out my O-ring. <laughs> Take out the pack that I packed seven days ago. <laughs> hey, is there, any dirt, the is there any dirt in my tent? I should shake that out. Is my camelback dirty? <laughs> I plan ahead. How many of you hang your camelbacks up to dry to keep On top of this, yeah. keep uh, nozzle out of dirt. <laughs> you know, it's that would little, be advisable. It's a little OCD, I'm just saying. And it kind of. <laughs> Sorry, Bertrand. We may be. Aren't most backpackers a little OCD? It's well deserved. I mean, a little bit. Thank you. Uh, no, yes, no, I touched no, my no. pack three times before I put it on. <laughs> but there's always a couple things in your pack you bring that you, I have to strain you, three you times. Don't necessarily to lift need. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go back, and there's going to be clothes and food. We didn't use this whole trip, but we chose to bring them because there's some OCD going on. Well, the fact that most backpackers have like four backpacks, four sleeping bags, three stoves, you know, I'm like well the that. list goes on where it's like, really? Yeah. You have all that? Well, and and by know, the way, trips. we haven't thrown any of it away. No. And we've had it since we were 16. Yeah. And we just, for sentimental value, it's still I still, still have the frames. Our I have the frames, my first external frame so. backpack. The, the backpack itself, long shredded, but I kept the frame in case. I want to use it again. Oh, for I've got a backpack project. from the '80s that is almost fluorescent blue with red straps. I mean, I had my original bad. frame, but they took it to the torture museum and displayed <laughs> the it. Now. Torch, <laughs> the torture museum. What brand was it? I, it was not a brand. It was an orange pack with a heinously <laughs> torturous uh, frame. Was it? Was it a the Nazi version? You when you're eight years old and you're in pain for four days after you walk three miles. Something's wrong with the design of the frame. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, next. <laughs> hey, wait, let, let, final question. Hydration system, yay or nay? Yay. Yeah, yeah, I think Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, I think more, more than half your backpackers will be using it. Uh, I would say absolutely. For me, no. I mean, I, I like... No, I like I'm neutral. I like having... So we if, get, if this is a tipping point, you could put liquor in it. I mean, I, yeah. No, I mean honestly, I like having the two yeah. side pockets or and beer, knowing that 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 I mean, and, and I can gauge it that way. It's like my first bottle is done. Yeah. My second bottle is full. My second bottle is halfway full. All right, you can do the same I, with two I, I, camelbacks. I need, I need to start looking for some water. Yeah, so, but the deal is, I can't, I can't check the camelback unless I take my backpack off, go and like literally pull it out. Because I really don't know how much water is in it. So how do you backfill your Camelback? Do you use a pump and you backfill it and use the funky no, adapters? No, my, po my point is... you sterilize water? Water, it's not a keg of beer. It's that, water. I think that's part of it. Is <laughs> the, the water containers you use, part of it has to be the next phase of, of new water for the next day or and the day and, after. And, how do you refill it? How unless, do you use it? Unless it has a gauge on the nozzle that says, hey, your Camelback is half full. Yeah. The deal is, I know exactly how much water I have because I can reach on both sides. Pull both bottles up, and I know exactly. You can drop it on the ground and watch it roll away. And, and I don't have to. I don't have to stop. I don't if you lose your camelback, you lose your camelback. You lose your camelback. You're screwed. If yeah. your camelback leaks all over your your backpack in the middle of the Grand Canyon, and four liters is in your backpack, and that was the four liters you were planning on drinking the rest of the day and a half. Well, maybe you should buy a reputable brand. Where's MSR? <laughs> that would Freaking work. Dromedary bags. Well, you know? you stand on them. Unfortunately, they I would say I'd have to disagree. Not. Actually, I think you're wrong, and I'm right. So there we go. Let's move on. So we got we got two <laughs> two, two yeses, yeses. two yeses, one neutral and one yeah. no. Are you neutral? 
I'm neutral. Uh, it's it's about I, I'm undecided. I find that difficult. It, it's to yeah, it's, it's I'm like undecided. internal versus external. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody has their preference. All right. So now we're on the power bar discussion. Um, who wants to start uh, on this one? Because we have a lot of opinions. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, this is Tim Ryder. Why would you ever eat one? <laughs> uh, this is beer run. I've never eaten one. <laughs> I've eaten one, and I'm not happy about Actually, it. Actually, yeah, I result. ate one, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Pokeballs? I got a backpacking trip with a, with a gal um, because she said I bought some power bars, and I want to go camping. I know you like outdoors. Will you take me camping? I want to use my power bars outdoors where you're supposed to use them. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> Pokemon, I'm, no, I'm, I'm bar. no psychiatrist, but there, there may have been something going on here more than the power bar. I'm telling you, that was the impetus for her asking. She, she, I think I think she had the power bar ad in her head and imbibed that whole, I'm going to go outdoors and this is the way to do it. I'm going to enjoy the taste of this sandy, fruity piece of crap in, in the woods. <laughs> Accurate. I, I think there might have been something going on more than the power bar. <laughs> yeah, it'd be your power nuts. <laughs> but it's, it's like shoe leather that's like fruity sand or something. I mean, it's not really tasty at all. It's yeah. not healthy. Tasty like sp- doesn't. <laughs> It's somewhat temperature resistant. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> it's so tasty. Okay, so Bert Shooter, you are saying in not so subtle terms, you don't like the power. Oh, oh, oh. No. 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 I saw a raven. A raven through the Grand Canyon. And a would, raven would I be out of bounds to say right you would rather? A power bar. One of the other guys had a power bar. He, the, the raven put his beak all the way through it and then flew off with it, pinned around his little beak. We went and talked to the rangers, and they said, oh, yeah, you don't leave your power bars out. They'll take them. And they poke their beaks through their power bar because it's like gummy glue. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how they steal them. And I'm Bet- like. Between licking a piece of bubble gum stuck on a, on a railing at a subway station or eating a power bar. What's saying? That would be, I would probably lick the bubble gum. I'm just saying. Well, but the bubble gum doesn't come with a wasteful oh. wrapper that does damn power bar wrappers. Well, well, everywhere. They but, last forever. They're like the, mylar. But the great thing is, whenever you get an REI, I mean, they, they're everywhere. They have boxes they're of everywhere. them. Like twice the price that you can get them at this grocery store. Twice the, the price of a banana or, or, or something natural like. And there's a, always people like. It actually, it actually tastes good. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It I tastes need a power good. bar. I need protein. <laughs> Let's see. I can eat this something that I can't describe. I have no idea. No no idea of identifying what's in it. Ooh, urinal cake. Uh, Or or I can eat peanuts. Bird shooter, would I be out of line to to suggest that you would rather drink? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, probably. After you eat the peanuts out of my shit. From the tap. Then eat a power bar. When it's it's hot outside, the things are like goo. When it's cold, they're like brittle, teeth-cracking material. Okay, so I think we agree that bar even having never tasted one. At this point, it's, right. a, it's a fancy granola bar. That's all it is. We've got four people granola here. Let's do a quick yay and nay on Power Bar. Pokeball. No, I think it was a big win. Never had one. Beer run. Yeah, that's a statement right there. And I never will now. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go yes negative. I can only say suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. 
right. Wow. That that power bar did not make the list of agreeable. I think it was anti. Well, I, I think it was anti outdoor. Yeah, I. I, I it goes against yeah. everything. Yeah, everything you need. Power bar will never sponsor the N2 backpacking podcast. It is not in the top forty. Pretty sure. All right, next up, the Thermarest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear gr- I hear a lot of group pleasure. Oh, I gotta, sleep, I gotta, baby, sleep. I got like three of three or four of them. I've got a bunch of them. And I love every single one. I have a few of the clones afterwards. I, you know, not only do you I have three ashamed. or four. You should have one Thermarest. It should be, no, no, you no. should name it. No. And you should never cheat on it. Well... <laughs> How would you cheat on your Thermarider? They don't call him Thermarider for nothing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Dude, I gotta give you that. So, my my, my first Thermarest weighed almost two pounds and took up, I don't know, a quarter of my backpack. (laughs) After learning a little bit about the Go Lightly movement and and similar ilk, was that the black? Rubber one. That no, it was like up. it was camp. It was camp light long. Camp light long. Well, I thought I needed a, a pad. Camp model? I needed a pad that went from above my head to below my heels. That was what I thought. You know? Well, you do. I, right, you you do, <laughs> but then you have to carry that bitch around the place. Well, now it weighs what a pound. Yeah, they've got yeah. their. Uh, uh, that, and they fold in uh, half, and they yeah. yeah. I mean, so I got a guide light. Tiny. The guide light actually is pretty good. I don't know if they make it anymore. What's the, the guide light? Yeah, the guide light's the little mm-hmm. narrower. It's 20 inches, and it's only three-quarter inches tall. And it's like, I don't know, half the weight and half the size of a camp light. Which is I don't know, man. Before. I'm two on your pounds. That sounds like a very, very oh, you small double it up at a I don't care what tight. size. Woo! There is a Thermarest for everybody, and they yeah. are all absolutely have, phenomenal. Have you ever had one Game changer. They are a game changer. It's a game changer. a game changer. I've never had one fail on me, ever. You ever use it as your chair? Use it with that folded. That's because he doesn't that, get too close to the fire. It, I've used it for the past fifteen years as yeah. a chair. You ever used it around cactus, like prickly pear cactus? Well, I mean, uh, honestly, nothing's going to stand up between uh, from a big spark flying on it and burning through it. Right. So I mean, yeah. Plus, you're too drunk to see. I've, 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 had, I've had to <laughs> patch you should, them. You shouldn't smoke in the tent. What? <laughs> no, I, I smoke on my tent. And below my tent and around my tent. No. Is that why the bear, the bear came? Yeah, the bear came because. Uh, do we need to even talk about this? We that's have Therm Rider with us. That's a tangent. Rapids on a Therm Rider. may have been the reason the bear attacked. The us bear, today. the bear experience always comes that's up first time. Personal. But the Therm yeah, Rest activity, the Therm attracted the bear I'm because just... of what he did on Therm Rest. Okay. How many times did he do it? I mean, he's had her fifteen years. That's fifteen years of. Has Actually, she ever but, but 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 I'm cheating on her because I got a brand new Thermarest for this trip. Why'd you upgrade? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Now you're gonna make me feel guilty. You All right, let me give a, 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 a an actual personal uh, please note here. Uh, my wife, who's not a an avid outdoorsman, but she likes to get out and camp every now and then, car camp mainly. Um, we would take the queen size inflatable mattress and. Things were okay, but the first time she slept on the Thermarest, she's like, oh, no, this is, I can go camping again. Really? She loved it. Wow. Loved it twice as much as the four-inch or seven-inch, whatever thick the uh, big queen-size inflatable mattress was. Was that before or after you you pulled up the two big... 
Um, this was without a power bar. No, I just say the, the two big coolers off your truck when you're car camping. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just well, bottom yeah. line, but you know. I'll put it this way: I, I bought my my future wife a Therma Rest before I bought her a ring. Oh yeah. snap! Wow. Uh-huh. Man, that's a commitment. Man. That's, that's a commitment. statement. I love you. I am buying you a thermo. <laughs> I want to sleep with you. That's what you were saying. I want her to be comfortable <laughs> on her side of the tent. You wanted to go <laughs> outdoors. My wife was like, uh, you go camping. Is have, this, have, have at it. I'll is go this the, the same one that you're, lured you're you away. into the power bar? I'll, I'll, I'll go to the spot while you're away. You, you have at it. You have fun being in the woods with the bugs. I, not interested. So. Here's what I would say about the Thermarest. I have, uh, who's got one on the trip tonight? I have one. I have a... a Actually, I have three. You have three? I've got two. I mean, one's newer version. One's like 10 years old. I I have some copies. I got a brand new one. There are times, Bird Shooter, that I sleep better on the Thermarest than in the woods than I do at home. I I think... And I have one hell of a comfortable mattress at home. (laughs) <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. I think the Thermarest is a game changer. Yeah. I uh, I still have Thermarest that I bought in the early 90s with some patches because yeah. of the fire that yeah. I'm using today. Well, My son is, is sleeping can't... on a pristine 1997 Thermarest, some model. Um, never patched, never defiled. Not using it the same way. <laughs> well, the deal is in the summer... It is something that makes sleeping pleasurable in in, in the woods, but honestly, in low temperatures, uh, it's a must. It's a must-have. You cannot sleep in a sleeping bag on the ground without a barrier between you. You're going to lose all your heat. You you cannot physically do that. I mean, it it doesn't have to be a thermarest. It could be, you know, another knockoff brand, which is inferior, but you it's you have to have that barrier. You will not make it if it's below zero and you're trying to, camp, you know, camp out. I mean, you're just not going to make it. So this is Thermrider talking. He's you're you're obviously biased because it's in your name. But thumbs up or thumbs down? Thermrider first. Well, there you go. It's in my name. So, well, you're right. They can also serve as a personal flotation device. Uh, well, <laughs> He's I mean, proven. I, I, I look at a therm, uh, thermorest. It's way, more than just a sleeping mat. Way beyond the intended use. And I and I use it for other things. So it's it's not only something to sleep on. It's something to navigate with. Something to, to use when you need to hit some rapids on a you know moment's notice. So... No, there's multiple uses for it. I'm going to count him as a thumbs up. I'm a I'm a super thumbs up. I'll give it two thumbs up, senor. I'll give it three thumbs up. Oh man, we got it like, and I know Rob's giving it thumbs up. Rob, you're your thumbs up on the therm. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, it changes life in the back. Before, I, it literally changes rest, life in the back. Before a therm so. rest, all I had was that weird blue foam from the exactly. '80s that was this, this huge giant Swiss cake roll out the back of your backpack. <laughs> Worthy of being I have on the a list. That if you really want to say Therm Rider, it's let me hear your hands clap. <laughs> and everybody's right there with it. Oh, yeah. So there it is. Yeah, All I, right. I don't, I, don't, I don't go any trips without it. So. so worthy of being on the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for restoking the fire, Mr. Beer Run. 
I think I think it changed. Uh, I think it changed a key aspect of, uh, of camping. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it. I mean, I've, I've used it. I have tied straps into rocks to my thermarest that I then latched my sleeping bag to the thermarest, and it was one of the pieces holding me on this very steep rock precipice. Over well, honestly, if, if you have like ten things to choose from to take on a hike, like yeah. do without. Say, say, if someone said, "Okay, slim it down, min- minimalist." Yeah. You have ten things that you have to take with you. It's on, on a hike. It, it would be on my top ten. Yeah. It absolutely was. That's a good point. Especially under certain condi- conditions, uh, especially cold conditions. I mean, I still you, wouldn't do it in the summer without one. If no, I were anal can, and made you, a list when I was, no, are, you, you are you busting my chops again? But it's comfort too. It would be no, but one of the top if the, three if items. The, if, the, if the ground, it literally is. If the temperature of the ground is above, is is above seventy, you, sleeping you bag. I would, I would rather rest. sleep on a thermo rest and no sleeping bag yeah. than. Then not bring it through the rest. Style, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, I think that's an enthusiastic thumbs up for Thermarest on the gear list. Yeah. The outdoor people got one right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll give Outside Magazine a thumbs, thumbs up, up on that one. All right, the next one, and I gotta Probably give him. I gotta give him. Is I, this beer? I gotta agree with him. Uh, I'm not sure what's in there. Yeah, it's mine. Give it to me. You're gonna love this next. No, topic. I'm saying it's beer next on the list because <laughs> it should be. It should. <laughs> Because it's right after yeah, thermos. I don't understand the powder beer. Is that, is that even a real uh, thing? Is it? I think it is. Did somebody suggest we drink powder beer? I, 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 would, I, I, would, I, would, I had <laughs> Can we talk right. about that for a second? Has anyone had powdered beer I yet? I have not. I have been intrigued by it. it. it was, Just the thought of it makes me want to vomit. It, it did. It did not taste good. It tasted like, like a beer that had been frozen and you were kind of eating that slushy because you hadn't melted. It just had that weird, weak root beer kind of taste. It was not good. I haven't Give it tried to it. the astronauts, man. That's yeah. all I gotta say. I'm not normally <laughs> a skeptic. If you're in space and you're desperate, don't bring it around here, man. Get them tang and freeze dried beer. You know I don't that, care. That reduces when you use recycle. You're reducing. That's good. That's I'm good. not a skeptic about new things. I was one of the first people to try a powdered donut. <laughs> wow, you're you're truly an explorer. Wait, wait, was it rolled? Was it rolled in flour and then fried at a, at a fair? <laughs> I don't know. It was powdered donut, but <laughs> bacon donut. But powdered beer, I'm not on board yet. I'm just uh, not. I I'm not struggling with that one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, just add water. Hey, next up, yeah, which, which taste and. Effect. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, something I think you will uh, 100. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting a four person fire. thumbs up on this one. That fire feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed four thumbs up. Duct tape. I only have three thumbs. Duct tape? Duct tape? No, not more enthusiasm for duct tape. I've never brought duct tape on, a hike on the tra- on the trail. I mean, for some blisters and. You guys are not giving me the love I was expecting. No, I mean, no. I love duct tape as a product. Yeah, it's a but product, yeah. I've never taken it in the wilderness. Wait, who's got duct tape on the trip tonight? Not, not I, me. I don't have any. No. Other trip. I've got duct tape. I but use it all yeah, the you time. Have a list. That is so bizarre. <laughs> wait, wait, dude, you can use duct tape for doing a, a blister. You can use it for, yeah, uh, used it for fixing stuff. Use it for fixing stuff. You can, but does anybody do it? I do yeah. all no, the I time. Mean, honestly, I I have um, super glue. 
because if I get a cut or whatever, I'll just throw some super glue on it, man. That's Your tape. Your, your tent was shredded by a bear yeah. or something. <laughs> Did you something. try to put it back together with duct tape? Would <laughs> yeah. duct tape have helped you at all? No, I just, uh, I, I, stu- I uh, actually But your went, pistol helped, I right? I went to the closest person <laughs> yeah. next to me. Exactly. And I poured honey on them and threw them right out in the woods. You know, I love duct tape and I love the thought of duct tape, it's, it's but I've never, ever bought it, brought it into the backwoods. That's amazing yeah. to me. No, that, that is really? A, that is a home fix it, I, not I a have wood brought fix it. it, man. When I went to Ultra Light, I, went, I, went, I brought a whole bunch of duct tape to repair crap with, and it... It failed. It, it when moisture got to it and stuff. It just the stuff on the roll just didn't do well. I, I think it's, it has to do with the brand and quality, probably. No, I mean I, I have little. I always carry with me the uh, patches for thermo rest, which can be used for tents. Uh-huh. Can, actually, can be used for anything. It has that um, cement glue with the with the patch on it. Right. They can be used anywhere. Um, and a pair of scissors. Like the miniature pair of scissors. He's Why would I need uh, duct tape if I have that? You know, I'm shocked. You guys are not fans uh, of duct tape. I, I tried no, no, I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I'm just saying I've never taken it into the backcountry. It's not a necessary item if none of us use it. No, I understand its potential uses, but... You teach it, you're supposed to be dependent on duct tape, and I just have never... I've brought it and never really found it to be that as effective as I was expecting. I've never Shocking. even attempted it. But, really? But, however, I am Greek, and so therefore... You're not Greek? So therefore... <laughs> you are not Greek! I, I thought you were Armenian. I Afro-Greek. spray it on anything. Like, if I have a bruise, oh, I need a little spray. I, I spray it little like days Danish it. Irish. Then I wipe it off. I don't know. You guys, you guys never saw my big fat Greek wedding? No, we did not. No, we did not. Maybe. I don't remember duct tape in that. I'm going off on a tangent, so there you go. <laughs> he might be. Uh, again. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. So, wait, duct tape. <laughs> a quick vote duct tape. Beer run. Yes ne- or no? You know, I don't choice. think it's necessary. No, Pokeball. No, I wouldn't say it's top 40. Unnecessary. Therm Rider. Man, I'm, I'm the only one that's like down with duct tape. Yeah, but you use the list. <laughs> I'm shocked about that. Well, I think you read the book that said you're supposed to bring it. Yeah. Right. All right. It's, All in, right. it's in his list. He doesn't know why. He just brings, he brings it. it. All right. It's good. I mean, I mean, are you going to use it on this trip? <clears throat> no, you will not use it on this trip. There's been many times I've used duct tape, though. Like, but for what? Oh, God, man. Fixing a, the tent pole, like uh, doing a blister. Doesn't Harry? Uh, well, well, I have a tent pole. They do now. Oh, wait, dude. Yeah. Well, Used to, they didn't have Therm Rider got, got a little place. hot fire. I understand. Sticky residue, it rips. I just never. It doesn't like moisture. Oh, man. I, I mean, it's I not know. top 40. Yeah, wow. It's maybe like top 250. I'm not feeling that. I'm shocked. Okay. I'll, I mean, I accept. I mean, if you want to uh, broaden, just call it repair tape. Then, yeah, oh. that, man, you guys are it, killing it. No, no, don't grandfather it in. It's out. Yeah. It's out. All right, okay. All right. It fails, throw it the it's, fire. It's, it's like it's, hey, jelly. I'm the last one to complain about weight, but dead weight. Okay. I'll accept the rejection. Okay, next up. And I can't believe you're going to nuke this one. <laughs> but maybe. Maybe <laughs> but you will. Are. Maybe <laughs> you will. But obviously we are. Don't disappoint me once bring again. Bring it, Bert Shooter, bring it. <laughs> All right, here you go. I'm here to stop The Nalgene bottle. Ooh. Oh, absolutely. I have a lot of opinions on that one. Let's hear them. I love it. So I was I was told that the Nalgene bottle, that was the way to go because you start out with the milky 
white ones, you know, the, the rich kids wah, wah. in the 70s had it. All right. Is this I like I couldn't the Nalgene bottle or a water bottle? I, I had a container. canteen. The rich kids had the, the Nalgene bottles. I eventually upgraded. Wow, they're durable. The lid always closes even when your hands are tired and it's cold. It's not our fault. You went upside down in that rapid and your Nalgene swept away. And it, you cried it, it. I didn't cry. <laughs> but you realize that $10 just floated down the river with a lot of plastic in it. Yeah. And the things right. roll. Man, you let that, that bottle drop, it will roll the farthest distance away from you it possibly gravity-wise can. Here's the deal. You've thought about this a lot. I've thought about it. Five ounces, empty. I showed everyone on this trip earlier, I have an aluminum-based bottle. That's extremely well-made by the Swiss that I have owned for over 20 years. I think it's been, you know, slowly isotope leaking. It has one War II leftover. No, but the deal is there's nothing on the market that's lighter than that. It looks like a fuel bottle. There is nothing on the market that is lighter than that bottle. And you cannot destroy it. Yes, you can. Believe me. You can destroy it. Well, I can tell you. I can destroy it tonight will we'll stand up to at least 150 tests. Yeah. My Gatorade bottles that I use this trip, if they break, I don't care. Yeah. They hold 32 ounces. Yours holds like four Well, my, po my point is I always have a plastic Nalgene on one side, but that ballistic bottle that I know is indestructible is always on my other side, knowing it's that... It's like your emergency bottle? It, it is... It, no, it's my no-fail bottle. It's no like fail. I know okay. without I'll, a doubt I'll, I'll I will have that. water in that in that bottle because yeah. it has never failed in over 20 years. I, I 20 agree. Years. On, on water-critical trips, I'll at least do one liter in a Nalgene because I know it won't leak. Yeah. Well, the deal is, am I going to take two Nalgenes in the desert? Hell no. If, if I'm, I'm going to go to the desert, he ain't going to the desert. I'm take He's taking his camel back. Hell no, is he going to the desert? No, no, oh, no, he hates camel. Well, the Badlands. Badlands where there's no water. Am I going to take two Nalgenes? Hell no. Am I going to go gonna in take, where there's no water? I'm Hell no. Nalgenes, they're tough, they're durable, something. they got lids. I'm you're not supposed to use that loop, and everybody does. Why are you not supposed to use the loop? They say you're not supposed to use it. It's going to break. And then he's yeah. going to keep talking about the Badlands and his Nalgene. My point is if, <laughs> if it is a water critical hike, I'm not going to rely on a piece of plastic. I'm, And that goes for a camelback. Right. If it's plastic, it's not, not going to happen. Would you put your beer, liquor, or wine in it in a Nalgene bottle? He's got Absol three absolutely on a short hike. Oh, yeah. That's that's not I, I, No, I own Nalgene. I'm just saying if it's if it's something critical, yeah. where it's water critical, I'm not going to rely on Nalgene. Why? What I'm just, happened I'm to not it? Gonna oh, oh, is it going to explode? Is it going to melt? I want something that is metal based with all, the only thing that can I fail want on something. It. I want lead and copper from the inside. I want lead and copper in my system. No, Let no, me no. be clear. No, the only thing that can it's fail on it is the O-ring, and the O-ring you can take a piece of cloth or something else that you have on your person to the, basically tighten it down to fill that space and close it off. You you crack a water bottle unless you've got like a Mars or Venus or something. A piece of really good duct tape that's that's gonna hold up hold up the water, which we know. Duct tape does really good with oh, water. Fine. Just kidding. Time. Is it worth $150 for 
or five. You don't have to spend that. Go to Toys R Us. For BPA free. Go to, go to no. Toys R Us, Babies R Us, and you it's can not. get the same BPA free bottles okay. for $20. But here's the problem with BPA. So the reason BPA, they wanted to pull it out, is because it leaches into the water and absorbs in your system and your body processes it as if it's estrogen. It's an estrogen mimetic chemical. So it makes you have boobies and all that kind of stuff. Which oh, well, there's other things that do that, too. The problem is you take the BPA I thought out, I had a you gland use some problem. other plastic hardener, it's just as bad. Hey, look at look in my third eye when I look at you. <laughs> I do not drink out of BPA for devices. Look, you're the only one that's been sucking that aluminum bottle for it. Yeah, but that, you're, yeah, you're the aluminum bottle guy. It's, it's sucking on that vine a little too hard. Hey, all I got to right say is squeeze me really hard and shake me, and then I'll glow around the camp tonight. So it's all good. It's all right. It's all right, moving on. Wait, I'm now, not Gene. I'm sure what just happened. but Now, Gene, vote up or down. I'm going to vote. Pokeball. Up in general, yes. Up. Beer run. Uh, I'll vote up. I'm going to take an enthusiastic super thumbs up to now, Gene. You're wow. saying no. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, they are heavy. You but guys ready to move on to the next one? Uh, yeah, we got to fire up this. All right, guys, here's the next one. This is a good topic. Are you ready? I'm going to pause because it's so good. I'm sorry, what? The sports bra. I have one on. Boo! No, Boo. those puppies out. <laughs> what are you yeah. don't break them? Just ratchet them down. What I, Come what on. I like about sports bras is that okay, there are whoa, women, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, there are women who think that, that it's covering them wow. and they should wow. wear them only. You have stumped Thumb Rider. Well, there's there's four. Okay, thumbs up, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Okay, all right, here's my take on it. If that's all you're wearing, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Otherwise, no. Four dudes here. None of us are qualified to, to comment. I'm for no bras in the back country. If I've never <laughs> worn one, I can't. But if I it's, can't if it's impairing respond. with your hip belt, you <laughs> might need a sports bra. Unless you got more than a D cup. Unless you got a bro. I mean, what's the man's bra called? Let's move on. We, we, no, none of us are qualified for that question. <laughs> so we're going to skip this one? Yeah. You know what? It's I, we, yeah, we don't have, it, we don't have a, a woman in a, a we, we, Yeah, we don't have an actual user yeah. present. Well, I don't know. We can't comment. No. So yeah, we're going to take we're, a pass on this we're one. We're going to take a pass. I'll we're taking a pass. a pass because we've never, we've never used it. That's a no experience. I've never, I've never personally needed to wear one myself. I, I did give one to my daughter. I think my doctor told me I should wear one. But, from you know, one <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think he called it the bro. But, uh, yeah. but, the uh, bro? Yeah, was it a sports bro or just Seinfeld? a bro? <laughs> but no, I don't know. We, 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 uh, we are not equipped with the equipment to respond to that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll accept that as an answer. I think if you're in the backcountry long enough, you should not even wear one. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, if your boobs are hitting your hip belt, you need a sports bra. Now, if your boobs are hitting your hip belt, you need some other options. <laughs> Surgery, perhaps. So next on the topic is the iPhone. In the backcountry? In the backcountry, Forbidden. Man. For what? Yeah, well, actually, I mean, that would probably apply to cellular devices in general. But I mean, if you're a through-hacker, yeah. great invention. Absolutely wonderful. But otherwise, they have no place in the backcountry, except tunes okay i mean i'm sure there are people that agree with you 
worry um, about people that can't go in the backcountry without their iPhones. Well, I go in the backcountry where you can't use them anyway, so yeah, that's the I mean, here there's no signal. So, uh, Thorm Rider, you're very quiet on this subject. you got to have an opinion. Well, number one, I'm not an iPhone fan. He's a droid. They are proprietary. <laughs> okay. So, I he keeps carry his special videos on a smartphone that is an Android phone, Samsung. <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, there, I think there's plus and minuses. If you're using it as um, a safety device... Okay. Been able to call people, whatever. That's a good point. That that or GPS. Okay, I get that, but it should not be the all. You shouldn't rely on it. Oh, okay. okay. Can I interject here? No, absolutely. What he said is bullshit. What he said. The iPhone and all communication devices should be banned from the backcountry. <laughs> really? Look. Once upon a well, time, well, you should too. So, well, let's, let's get that's on fine that. too. <laughs> Once upon a time, I went on a trip, I like that, and I could not get a cell signal. And okay. I told my wife, "Hey, I'm out of range." It's the freedom. It's the freedom. Now, when I leave the house to go on a backcountry trip, I'm out of touch. Period. So you're voting down on the uh, the iPhone. What about taking pictures? What about shooting movies in the back end? Bring a camera. Whatever. What about if you can get if a you bring up the Tennessee Vanderbilt of, football game from three of, years ago? I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> what if you can get cell I needed to know. Let me finish. What if you can get cell service on top of the mountain and you have the app that shows you? You see, a, it's a beautiful, clear night. And you see all the stars. I don't need an iPhone to tell me it's a beautiful, exactly. clear night. I can no, look up and my see point it. Is, like right now, my moron son who's see, in a hammock you, is going to get poured on because there's no stars. <laughs> and, you were, and, you, and you're wondering, well, I, if wonder, you're awake, I wonder what constellation that is. So you pull up the app, and it tells you exactly Look, if you don't know your is. constellations, go back home. Shut up. You don't know all your constellations either. I know the ones I'm going to see. I can find Orion from anywhere on the planet. You know what? You're full of shit. Actually, if you look at the sky, you can't. No, (laughs) No, I would agree. You should know that. So, Pokeball. Read a book. Pokeball. iPhone. There's not a bookstore on the trail, man. If you want to look up a star. He's an iPhone guy. Don't mess with him. Okay, the dork wants to take his electronics. (laughs) Let him take them. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if it helps people enjoy the nature and the communication, if it has an inflation app on it, GPS and a Garmin and all that stuff, fine. I don't even have a watch on. I, I am entirely happy without a watch. I don't. I just. I mean, I'm out here to totally chill out, relax, and not be micro every minute, second micrometer. I don't need the iPhone to further interrupt. Me. And continue what I was doing what there. Are looking at there yeah, let's let's ask the question. Let's yeah. ask the question. Who's got an iPhone with them no, right this now? This is a this is a phone where I'm doing time exposures of the fire and the stars. But you're way. using it though, which is more intrusive than oh. the than the phone that I have in my pocket that I haven't pulled out all night. By the way, I can't help but if you don't appreciate what you're until at, you were doing it, some Mr. music. Mr. Flash. I'm just saying. Except for you, maybe. There you go. Maybe oh, you're right. doing. Maybe Let me give you one. One some exception. music earlier, Mr. Bird Shooter. Sir, if you want to take your iPhone for a camera, airplane mode. The minute you hit the trail, don't turn it back off until you get back. So who's got who's got a phone with them tonight? Maybe maybe there's the iPhone, but there's me. the phone is really the real question. We all do, right? 
All four of us. Turned off to save battery power. You know. So, thumbs up or down on the phone? I think it's a tool. It's mixed. I think it interferes with outdoors. I think it can also be used as a positive tool. So, I think it's a thumbs up. Are you gonna go? Are you yeah, gonna go gotta neutral? Go, I've got to go with Bill and Ted here. Bogus, dude. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> You're going down. It's not. You're going neutral. No, You're going up. I'm going up on that. I'm going to go up too. Because there's too much benefit. There's too much benefit. If you're there, used correctly. There is a negative if, if it's used improperly. I agree. That, that's a tough one, though, actually. Tough that's one. a tough one. Um, but, some generational split there, too. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, uh, next up on the list is the Teva. The Teva? The, the Yeah, Worcester the, the uh, water shoe. The kind of open toe. I love Teva. Back in the day, there are so many better products out there now yeah well i would agree but like it was it a game changer was it a game changer that's the question i don't know the teva outdoors sandals were around the original i mean if you're kayaking obviously it's a let's face it it's a game changer yeah it was definitely a game changer though for me because what'd you do different uh, be able well, to now go he can out hug it, trees because he has sandals. No, going out in the, uh, <laughs> the bouldering and in the waterfalls and that kind of thing. Where why you, couldn't you do that anyway? I think because you would go barefoot. The, uh, I remember. I remember when I was younger and I would cut my feet up. Yes, I, mean, I, I would. I would go out on waterfalls <laughs> and I'd come out shoes. and, and my, it, it would look like my <laughs> feet. No, we're an old pair of tennis shoes. No, no, but that's the whole thing is like sand and stuff. Uh, the trouble I have with Tevas so is they still so. flip backwards like sandals do, and they from the toe. And I, it, as rough terrain as I go on, the Tevas were, they weren't effective for me. You know, I think the Tevas were a game changer, though, man. I do believe that for some because people, I do, yeah. I mean, not, not I saw people who that's user. all they wore. It was the cool thing for them to wear, and they were functional. And they hey, but you didn't, I mean, I, you know, I was giving you a little grief there, Thurm Rider, but you didn't beat your feet up. You get in the water, you didn't beat them up, right? No, I remember going on uh, on trips where we went. Yeah, but the they dry shoes. quickly, though. I remember going yeah. through the Nantahala and the Okoe, <laughs> and not having Tevas. Oh, I went with the commercial. And, oh, I'm sure he did. And, and <laughs> you, you and I went to Walmart and got a rubber ducky. And I'm sure down. he rode a limo. No, and, a limo no I remember. I no, was on a helicopter ride drunk. No, I mean, the, maybe Tevas, a luxury motor coach. Tevas were not uh, available, so you put on, you just put on your shoes and said, okay, they're just going to get wet. That's what so, I do now. So halfway through the trip, you pull them off because they felt like two lead weights on your feet, and then suck it up and walk your ass home. What a, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, how much the Tevas cost? They're like ninety bucks. Ninety dollars for, a pair of for a, two straps and a pair of yeah, I rubber. Wow. All I know is I got I got like literally at least ten variations of Tevas. All right, I'm thumbs down on the Tevas. Well, can we do a quick you know, vote? I think it, for backpacking there was no camping, no, but. Outdoor wet world stuff, sure. It was just an improved sandal. It's just a sandal. You guys suck, man. <laughs> it's suck. a rich man's. <laughs> I mean, the freaking flip-flop. Romans, you know, before. It's a rich man's flip flops. I mean, come on. Ninety dollars well, for I a flip flop. Completely disagree with the whole group. <laughs> yeah, but you're a pansy ass from Dunwoody. Yeah, I, mean, come you on. Got, you I think got, he reads magazines for the average. You got some hippie. You got, you got, you got some hippie group think going on. I don't know what's going on. Over the hippies there. were the Tevas. All right, Fuller. I'm going to vote with you. Are you thumbs up? I'm thumbs up. I'm thumbs up on the Tevas. You. you guys are both down. Yeah, it's just, I'm down. It's, I think it's, it's just. It's, 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 it's pitiful. 
Come Damn. on. I don't understand. It's like fiber. Next thing you're going to ask me about Birkenstocks. Come on. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand that at all. Fuller, I'm with you. I want my sandals to have an extra strap and come in blue. Dude, I can't believe we're getting so much hate on the team. Oh, hold it, hold it. I could buy some $3 sandals, use some duct tape, and I would have some Tevis. I don't know. I spent wow. a lot of money on my shoes, man. I would pick duct tape over Tevis. Because if, if, if I can find something that fits right, I don't care what don't, it costs. The only money I spend a bunch of money on is my boots. My hiking boots. That's it. Wow. Yeah. They're going to love this next one, Fuller. Yeah, sure. They're going to love the next one. The Subaru Outback. Oh, yeah, uh, underpowered. Uh... Go any, go most anywhere. Not everywhere, but go most anywhere. Smells like wet dog. All I gotta say, all I gotta say is holiday road. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? I totally remember that. I mean, basically, it's it's a it's a station wagon. It's an updated version of Chevy Chase. With four wheels. It's, it's a sport utility. It's a sport utility that isn't really. Do you, does anybody remember the old AMC Eagle? Yes. All that's it needs that's what the Outback is. All it needs is, is some bow wood on the side panels. The Eagle, though, was a monster. <laughs> I mean, people like the Outback because it's it's a low roof that they can, it's got a long roof and they can put their bikes on it without like lifting it too high. And it's easy to put kayaks and stuff on. And it's durable with good traction, has good ground clearance for its otherwise urban roots. But it's super underpowered, but I know a lot of people that love them, so, you know. Dude, it looks like a station wagon. It is I a station wagon. It doesn't it look a like wagon. a station wagon. It's a, it station, a station wagon without the faux wood on the side going on holiday I bet road. you can get the faux wood. <laughs> what's, what's, the ulti- what's the ultimate, like, uh, backcountry vehicle? Well, that's the problem is they really, the automakers are really. The Jeep. They, the, Jeep not, the Jeep still wins. The Willis Jeep. I think no, I think the pickup uh, truck is man. CJ five or CJ seven. I will I will take one of those. Well, honestly, but I think th- yeah, they've scaled it back. There's only really three contenders, um, and it depends on what you're looking for. You've got. There's the Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's, there's, a, only, only the there's a Land Rover. The V eight. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you've got you've got the Jeep. Yes, we already said that. But no, no. But I, and the I think, Land Rover. I think hands down, bar, bar none, handles the best off-road. Period. What's that? The Jeep Wrangler. The, the Jeep. Oh yeah. The Wrangler. Yeah. Then you've got a little bit of the crossover. You've got the uh, the Toyotas. The drone. The Sequoia and the. Oh yeah, the, the drone. Sequoia. The drone can suck up some terrain, but it doesn't haul much. Fifty thousand dollar tank. Sequoia but, can't, but, go, but, can't but, go anywhere. Like your branches will scratch it. But it's not a it's not a truck chassis. The chassis on it is the chassis of a. Of a well, even uh, the Pathfinders aren't truck chassis anymore. I, I, I'm afraid we're going to have to take the Dunwoody yeah. people well, that's out the, of this. The, what was the original discussion? The Subaru Outback. Hey, if it, everybody likes it, um, it, if it gets their asses outdoors, great. No, no, no. Yeah. Those people we don't want outdoors. We want the Subaru. To stay people. where they are. Yes. <laughs> Well, they're, they're okay. You're getting no love here. No, they're not, dude. Dude, I'm I'm not. <laughs> just I'm just laughing with. The nice thing about the super people is they usually have jobs. And they usually man. volunteer somewhere. Mm. That's a good thing, right? Hey, wait. Maybe. So the better question is, what is the ultimate outdoor vehicle? 
Oh, the ultimate outdoor vehicle? The Chevy Blazer from 1978. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. International, international they, they Scout. International Scout. What? That's like a 60s those, car, right? No, 1978 hey, Chevy Blazer. 78 hey, those, International those, Scout, those, too. Those, those guys rolled over. Like, yeah. like an Italian, not if you like went an out Italian in, the woods. in front of an uh, no, F- FBI no, uh, hit squad. I would still take it. Those <laughs> things would climb <laughs> a freaking mountain. Oh, yeah. They would the go through a freaking river. Broncos were good. Broncos were good. The Broncos and the Blazers from the 70s the were the Broncos best. Look, we're not taking the Dunwoody curves at 70 miles an hour. We're climbing mountains and we're going down dirt roads. They killed half their operator. It's like saying, oh, the Isuzu Trooper was the best SUV ever made because it like the flip like all the time. Those those little crappy little They stopped making them because they had so many lawsuits, man. It was like the gross one. That was was a Suzuki somersault, man. Okay, are we in the woods? Yeah. Or are we in? There's Atlanta. a Jeep. There's a Bronco. There's a Blazer. Listen, that Blazers blazer. rolled. The Isuzu. They only rolled, rolled if you drove rolled, them like rolled. an idiot. The Ford Broncos. <laughs> Whatever. Look, hey, they what had I'm, a V8 power. They had the best four-wheel drive you could get. Oh, whatever. They could go anywhere. My CJ5. Anywhere. Inline six, four-speed, 38-inch tires, and it went almost everywhere. It couldn't Lots climb a wall. So let, let's get to the bottom line. Right. You drove what tonight? I drove a Ford F-150 Super Crew. I drove a Ford F-150. Super you drove Crew. a what? No yeah. comment. <laughs> Absolutely no comment. Drove, I do not want to know. I do not want it in the you record. You drove a Volvo. It is not O-ring. my fault that I'm driving that car. And did you bottom out said car? I tonight? did bottom out that car. <laughs> At 45 miles an hour, <laughs> on a dirt road through a creek. So you honestly, <laughs> so honestly, you don't Sweden, get a vote. but you, you didn't roll, roll it. Get a vote. You I didn't, didn't roll it. I did not roll it because I wasn't going fast enough. But uh, but if I didn't, ride and I was it. not drunk enough. And you're not from. And I'm not Dunwoody. from Dunwoody. <laughs> so would you recommend that vehicle for the back My country? Vehicle? Yeah. Absolutely oh, not. No, 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 no. Well, if I'm driving it, no. hell yeah, I'd take it anywhere. <laughs> my, my, my vehicle's for getting to the backcountry. Now, my Jeep. That's, now, if I had the Tahoe, which is the descendant of the Blazer, hell yeah, take it anywhere. Well, the problem with the Tahoe is it's, it's like a big boat. Hey, hey, hey. It's just like a... It's a boat. It's just big. You can't take them tight little turns around the moonshine stills. Well, I don't have to do that. Oh. Anyway. All right, so uh, you're jacking up Subaru. Enough, you on it and go anywhere. <laughs> Subaru, four did. by four, up or down? The so Subaru four wheel drive as, in as general a, as a top forty tool for the outdoors. No, 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 no. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, sir. You've never Subaru? even ridden in yeah. one. I would rather set it on fire <laughs> than ride it. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'll take a ride from somebody wow. driving one, but I, it wouldn't be my go-to vehicle. No. Okay. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but okay. It's a I, yuppie. And I, 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 yeah, I no, tested don't get me started. one thinking I, was, I would like it, and it was so weak and underpowered. It was like driving oatmeal around. Honestly, I think I would break out in hives <laughs> if you be in the front seat of one. <laughs> I rode in one once with uh, a friend of yours, Mr. Birdshooter, and uh, so I won't despair. Oh, that'd be the ox. Right, Snyder? No, it was not the ox. He has a uh, Forester. Hmm. The the Jeep beats the Outback. He is doing 50 by 50, though. Oh, that's true. That'll be another podcast. Yeah, but but anyway, I won't despair too many further. I did ride in it, and it was quite comfortable. Wow. Although it did beep every time he changed lanes. (laughs) 
All right, man. Last, which is another pet peeve of mine. Last, last topic of the night. Are you ready for this We've one? We've gone through forty. We've gone, we gone through forty of them. Yet. Well, well, I skipped some because some of them are not related to backpacking. They're just outdoor general. Yeah. Like, well, kind of. <laughs> they're kind of off topic. Give it a thumbs up. I want that little female peacock. That looks pretty damn fun. No. Have you ever seen that little thing? No. That's like, she, the no sheepy. The about. sheepy. The sheepy. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, can I use that in the car? <laughs> can you use it? I don't know. Well, you I seem mean, intrigued by it. I use that same Gatorade bottle I use for wow. backpacking for my water. Wow. That's better than Nalgene. That's cheaper. <laughs> Nalgene's got that big hole. You got to fill it you up. You can't clean that out of Nalgene. Nalgene soaks it in. You can't like plug the hole. All right, uh, moving on, please. Now, last topic, and this is kind of, it's not really a backpacker topic. It's kind of a little, uh, non-backpacker but we'll finish with this just for fun it's more wood in the fire the trucker hat the what the trucker what? hat yes yeah, boy. you know what i'm talking about come on yeah with little foam the in the that, front the little foam in the front the little uh it's like the party and yeah yes. oh yeah yes is the mullet conjunction i'm not sure why the trucker hat was on the 40 <laughs> most innovative Gear that's innovative. I, I'm going to uh, absolutely reject that <laughs> as innovative gear. Now, whether or not it's that's, functional that's, and does what it's supposed to like do, I'm not going to argue that. That's redneck native <laughs> gear. Where are we right now? Do you yeah. own a trucker hat? I personally do own a trucker hat. I do not hat. own do a trucker hat. I don't. Wow. And I, wait, wait, I'm going to have to read. I do not own any hat with mesh in the back. We, we if that's what you're going to have to turn to. It's I'm very have, trendy. I'm going to well, have to redefine trendy, my but I don't own with one. you. I'm going to have to re. What's think a trucker hat for? I don't think Rob even knows what a trucker hat is. You know, I know what a trucker hat is. It's almost like going to Panama City. You know how the guys. Is it an airbrush trucker hat? Where the guys. could be. They wear the t shirts with the sleeves cut off. Were their names think, on okay. them? Yeah, they're pink yeah, okay. and they're all Think about that, but it's yeah. fishnet. Yeah. It's fishnet. That's what the back of the hat looks like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what a trucker hat is. What, what's the party in the front? How's that go? That's the mullet. Party in the business in the front. Business in the front. That's the mullet. I assume yeah. it goes under the trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm absolutely no on the trucker hat. I, I got no go, go hand in hand. I got to go down on the uh, value long term on that one. Or uh, I don't understand why it was thrown in here. What's the vote? So I what do what we I'm miss? a little concerned about who has picked these out. I'm concerned, that, just, I'm concerned that a trucker hat is even on the list. Whatever yeah. magazine has picked yeah, these items. It's Subaru. outside, man. It's pretty ripping. I'm going to I'm gonna just de decry the whole magazine. Hey, were general. there any Subarus at the trailhead today? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't they either. Didn't it was all pickup trucks. I think they got some millennial uh, to write that up. Hey, so let's wrap this podcast. You for T. Justice. Let's wrap it with the uh, the single most valuable piece of gear that you've ever taken on the trail, starting with Pokeball. Uh, uh, my uh, North Face Middle Triple uh, Gore-Tex Rain Shell Nerd. Jacket. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I it is my survival. I, I'm gonna have to second what Therm Thermrider said. <laughs> it is. So it's me. a shell. It's I don't even shell. know what you're talking about. Shell. And I hike all the time. All right. So mayhem. What about you? 
I'm gonna have to go with the old uh, headlamp. Headlamp. Oh, okay. that's a game changer. I see that. It is because otherwise you had to carry it in your hand and you dropped it. And it had the big D batteries. Yeah, <laughs> it's big and heavy and it hurt people. I'm gonna go with the uh, one of one of the one of the items on the list, on the man. Thermo the Thermarest. It was a game changer for it's me. It's my favorite, but it yeah. might not be the most important. Game changer for me. For me, uh, I think it's the uh, rain gear, man. Rain gear. So you're back on the uh, yeah, the poke bow move there. So yeah, what, what I mean, like what? Yeah, uh, just the waterproof um, shell, the the, it, the shirt it. and pant. Please. I've used it on multiple right. occasions, and it, it it'll fit over shorts, um, hiking <laughs> pants, you name it. <laughs> it's got some holes. And it holds the heat <laughs> in, keeps you 100% protected from the rain. And I mean, you can use it year round. Any final thoughts on Did nobody bring up the lighter? Yeah, the lighter. Oh, the lighter. <laughs> Waterproof matches. <laughs> yeah. But the deal is, uh, a fire's not going to do you good for so long. You can't stay in one spot. Are we back to rain gear? You, 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 you stop, you're dead. That's it. <laughs> he won't stop, though. Hey, did he we miss stopping. anything? <laughs> is there any gear that we missed that needs to be stated? Uh, I don't know, five other soles on your boots that actually have traction. And I mean, what about water filters? Let, let me ask the question this way. Hiking socks? Pokeball. Let's start with you. Okay. Boots with traction. I want good hiking socks. I want underwear that fills What really happened good. to the water filter? Yeah, that's a great ball. question. I need cargo shorts. I mean, bring cargo that up. Shorts. I can't survive without cargo. And, uh, and no CM mesh on your tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for your uh, your <laughs> your input. <laughs> You're welcome, there Bird Shooter. Traffic. I'd love to have a quiet fireside chat yeah. with these editors of outside <laughs> magazine well may, maybe we can arrange that i would love for you to arrange that <laughs> end of the show from the chatuga river you hear it running in the background and that is a wrap Thank you for listening to the Into Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also download shows directly from intobackpacking.com. Just click the Podcast tab on the main menu. Music for this show was provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. This show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.